Welcome to the Profitable Cleaner Podcast. Join your hosts, James Harper and Angel Sandoval, bringing you the experts, discussions, and knowledge you want. We talk about sales, technology, marketing, operations, strategy, leadership, mindset, health, God, and so much more. Now, are you ready to profit? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Profitable Cleaner. We are back. Do you have those little sound effects? We are back, babe. Let's see which one he chooses. Oh, oh, there's an actual bomb there. I didn't know that. Okay, good. There's a bomb. There's there's a lot of stuff, but regardless, we're back, baby. There you go. There's one. No, I'm super excited, man. I'm super excited. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a new season, as you can tell. There's uh, there's gonna be more better equipment set up, and we're not done yet. There's gonna be um, better lighting. I'm just kidding now, but we're really gonna be more way more intentional than we were for the first 92 episodes. Um, our first 92 episodes, I feel like first through 30, man, was just more about like learning and still have no clue what we were doing. Then we started getting some traction. People started, like, we started picking up on speakers and how to ask questions, how to interview, what to look for, what do people want. And I think after like 92 episodes, we finally know what we want, what we want because of how much feedback we we get from our listeners. Right. And I think we've like handpicked a lot of these speakers, but now we know what questions to ask. I think, um, mo- like if you want, how did they, what's the saying? Like, if you want the answers to life, you just ask better questions, right? It's that simple. And so I think we're coming right. hot with these, with these questions, man. Totally, man. I'm, I'm super pumped to be back here for another season, but really it's like kind of like a rebirth of the profitable cleaner. Uh, like we spoke about when we were shutting down for the the last six, eight weeks, whatever it was, um, we wanted, we realized that we had to elevate our game and elevate our game because of you guys listening currently right now. And I'm just excited, man. Uh, what gets me most jazzed about kind of the upcoming uh, stuff we have planned for the podcast is truly the people. The people from not just the guests and everything that we're going to learn, but the people that we get to meet from the podcast that listen to you guys listening right now. And then when you think about it, that makes total sense because this is such a people-based industry. The facilities uh, service industry doesn't run without great people. So I'm excited about the the multitude of new conversations we're going to be able to put on recording and bring to everyone. Yeah, I mean, let's give people some a little bit of insight. Um, I think a lot of you have seen, I mean, so look, there's a lot, um, when we started this, uh, we started this just for, we'll be fully honest, we started the podcast just to get into the industry and do some lead generation. That was like our main purpose because we we, did, we weren't known. I think this last year and a half going into two with the podcast has definitely changed the dynamic. I think we went from this podcast is for lead generation into its separate entity completely, right? Um, we've actually decided for those that don't know, um, to make it a complete different entity. It is no longer attached to, uh, to our, um, agency day Porter that they are officially detached, quote unquote. I say quote unquote, because as you guys can tell I me, mean, James and I, we're going to go together till the, till, till basically we die, right? Almost like a marriage. It is like a marriage, <laughs> but a business marriage. Till death um, do us part. Till death. Do us death or lack of money and the business goes under, but no, 
that will never happen. No, but we actually, let's give you guys some insight. So we actually, no one knows this. This is literally the first time we ever make this live and make this public. We actually separated it and made it into its own entity. So the profitable cleaner and cleaning profits are one entity. The reason it became a completely separate entity and the way we're treating it as, as such as a separate business is because of the monster that both the podcast and the event became. We were literally getting staffed just for these two, the podcast and the event. Because it no longer can be almost like a side hustle or a side thing of a bigger company. It now has to take the love, take the effort, take the money, the investment that it needs to get to the next level. And so for those that are going to be thinking about going to the event, the ones that do have tickets for the event, I'm telling you right now, there's a difference. We're saying it's called this. There's a reason we're calling it the statement. There's going to be a difference from last time. The podcast will be different. The event will be different. The attention to detail, the questions, everything's going to be so intentional because it's a separate entity. Now, even though it's a separate entity, you might be asking yourself like, all right, so then how do you guys play here? I see James over there with Dayport rocking it hard, Angel too, but I also am looking at Angel's background on YouTube and I see you source. Um, James and I have have um, methodically built are uh, building out an ecosystem for companies like yours. Let me tell you why though. If you look at our first what sixty seventy eighty episodes, most of our conversations were about story and about sales. Now I love story and I love sales. Here's the catch, though. People were coming to us asking us about technology, about operations, about proposals, about supplies, about equipment. And then James and I would be like, I wish, is that like a cricket sound effect? Well, we we just don't know. You ask us a question about operations. It's, it's, it's a joke. Yeah, we don't know. Hey, there you go. They're setting it up. I like it. So... I decided uh, to move down to Houston and James and I decided, honestly, I'm telling you, it's like a marriage that me moving to Houston, even though I was living in Denver next to my business partner, made more sense because we had to build, like if we're really going to commit to the industry, James has the plug with the facility manager. So he has his wife that can pour in information. Now I'm inside of the technology portion and more involved. So our goal and the reason we're telling you this is because we want you to know that if we created it, the podcast and the event, its own entity. I joined the technology and operations room. Well, uh, James is married to a facilities manager and we're running our own business, which is Dave Porter. The reason I'm telling you this is because when I'm telling you we're committed to the industry and we're committed, most importantly, we're committed to you. And so we're super excited to be able to put our money where our mouth is, put our time where our mouth is, double down and bet on ourselves in the industry. So we're here to make the statement just like our event. Totally, man. I think it comes down to, and anyone listening, maybe ask yourself this question, are you pouring on as much as you can to the ones around you? And as the show grew and as we got to meet a lot of you guys and then our event happened, you guys were the ones around us at the end of the day. Although maybe some of us have actually never met face to face. We've never shaken hands. We interact with a lot of you guys. We've met a lot of our guests on a personal level from the show. So we really had to like pour on to, to our listeners and, and really like level up our game for our guests because uh, there's only a certain level of questions you can ask, especially if you have a repeat guest. Uh, what's kind of interesting on the show, um, which, which is about to change. There's a little bit of a, a tease coming up. 
but we've never had a repeat guest uh, in the first 92 episodes. They were literally 70 plus different guests. Well, when you bring someone back on the second time, you are already familiar with their success story. You are already familiar. We've already talked about their sales strategy for their janitorial company. So we have to, to level up our game when we have a repeat guest on or a new guest that might not fit the commercial cleaning realm that can still give us and you value. So it's just like pouring on to our listeners and, and really pouring on to our guests to the best of our ability, which is why now we're married to the game, just like you guys have been and are. So, so hopefully we can, we can continue that, that relationship with you and just provide as much value as possible. Yeah. I mean, again, we're, like you said, provide value. Value is going to come with, of all sorts, right? Whether it's support, whether it's actual services, whether it's technology, whether it's just love and friendship, whether it's a prayer over you, uh, anything we can do. I mean, we're really going to commit to the space. Um, you know, now that we're talking about that, we're talking about leveling up and about commitment. And, we're, you know, we're going to do th- We wanted to do this first episode just to get one so that you guys knew what to expect. I mean, if you think we've been creating content now, prepare yourselves. If you think we've been asking the right questions, prepare yourselves. If you think you've... You've seen what we can do, prepare yourselves because now you're going to see, feel, and you're going to join. I know it. We're here to create a movement. It's no longer about just a cool podcast for lead gen. If we don't, if we don't get any leads or whatever, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. This is not about us anymore. This is about you guys. This is about the listeners. So because we're talking about the listeners, listeners, I'm going to ask you guys one question. Got y'all got one question. How are you leveling up, right? Are you putting your money where your mouth is? Are you, what are you betting on right now? It's interesting because I actually enjoy gambling once in a while, especially like with sports and sometimes I like playing 21. Um, Those are kind of like bad gambles because you have zero control over it, right? You're just there. I like betting on myself a lot. So I like the idea of putting money an effort. Sometimes a lot of people don't like putting money, time, right? There's been times where I won't go to bed until two, three in the morning, right? Times where I had to sacrifice time with, with my wife, times where um, I also had to pick her over the business. But regardless, what I'm saying is, how are you guys leveling up? What are you doing to level up? And don't give yourself the, the bullshit answer. That's kind of what's been happening lately. And I don't know if you've noticed it, James, not in the industry, but in society as a whole, we're we're just celebrating anything at this point. We're celebrating anything, and we're also accepting everything. And hmm. you know, I don't like it. I I just don't. I I like it. I like the fact that I guess no, I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Like I just can't. There's standards. There's expectations, and I think now people are taking the bare minimums as somehow the bare minimums being what what it's required to to be more and to do more. And you just can't, you can't do that. If anything, competition in life is so intense right now. Like there's players everywhere, right, that you have to overdo it. You have to raise the standard in everything that you do. And so my question to anybody listening right now is, what is your standard and what is your level? What are you allowing yourself to celebrate and where are you taking back and and like one of our our guests is going to teach y'all like where are you actually 
learning from your failure and actually understanding why you lost. I don't think a lot of people do that. Even me with my wife, like I've had to take moments where I'm like, am I actually being a great husband or am I just better than the shittier boyfriends and shittier husbands? Because if that's my metric, hell yeah, I'm, I'm freaking awesome. But if that's not my metric, then I'm not doing awesome. So my question to everybody here is just like, wh- who are you comparing yourselves to? What is the standard? What are you? How are you leveling up? This, we have six months left in the year. We have to make something big happen. You have to level up. You have to not celebrate bullshit. No, I, I agree, man. One thing that like comes to mind when you're saying that is what I've heard here lately is like, oh, people overlook cleaning they overlook janitorial or you know sometimes i'm just viewed as a janitor i'm just viewed as a cleaner and it's like well that is true people do overlook this industry often but let's now turn the mirror back on ourselves what are we doing to like you said set the standard set the stage to level up yourself so you are presenting different not just for yourself and your company but you're you're making a mark within the industry. You're providing a different level of uh, attention and value to your customer to where they have a different feeling of experience when dealing with a, a, a facility services expert, let's say. Um, and I've heard a lot of like excuse making lately, like, oh, it's it's the clients, it's the market, it's the price, people overlook us, um, things of that nature. And it comes down to, all of that like, can be true. Isn't that just business, though? Like, that's what I don't get. Why do people say that? And then we just all accept it. Like, if you look at all the Facebook and all LinkedIn, man, exactly. it's the market. What, did you expect to open a business without a market? Like, I, I, you need a market. <laughs> you need people that are buying. Oh, oh, it's just the price. Well, yeah, but price totally. gets influenced by what? Gets influenced by overhead. So how are you spending your money? By what you pay your employees? by your profitability with how you keep operational control. Like it's, I learned from one of our, one of our mentors, right? Like, and I won't drop too much sauce here, but it's like, sometimes you got to win the contract and be okay with not making money from it. Just breaking even. If there's opportunity for you to win more contracts in the long term from that one client, if the opportunity growth is bigger than your cash contract, like your cash value, but why don't people want to look at it? Like, why do we want to complain about, the the almost like you know we're playing chess like oh man but the other person has has a a white horse and a tower and a queen and i have this, this it's like yeah that's that's competition my friend that's there's competitors there's a market there's a price Here, right? like, here's that's game the that... game the question is what game are you playing where are you going to fall in the game so speaking of games i actually have a game for all of us to play and if you're listening right now try this out um, this is by jocko wellink navy seal he wrote extreme ownership great book if you haven't read it it slapped me in the face because basically everything's your fault so he has this practice where it goes through like hey for one day start with one day and then do one week and see how your perspective changes where you can't complain and you can't blame and if something comes up where you feel like complaining or you feel like blaming you have to say, how am I the problem? Like, what what is my part in it? And and it's your fault. Like, why am I at fault here? So like, I don't know, like, 
let's say you have a bad exchange at the grocery store with the clerk, right? For, I don't know, for whatever reason, you can be like, oh, that was, that's horrible customer service. It's like, no, how am I at fault? I reacted. I reacted. I allowed that moment to get the best of me and I gave a lesser version of myself. So I have a, I have a challenge for everyone listening for one day. It, and we all want to complain, whether it's traffic, whether it's our employees, whatever, our, our spouses. Anytime you feel like complaining or you want to blame, you have to stop. Don't say it out loud. And you have to ask yourself, how am I at fault? And why am I at fault? And the answer can't be, I'm not. Because if you're feeling that, you're a part of it. And then once you do it for a day, do it for a week. If you go through it for a week, you start to realize after a week that I'm taking extreme ownership of everything in my life. Like, I hate this. Sometimes Angel, like, like I mean, we have a team. We have a team virtually and like, we're we're no better than anyone else. I mean, we struggle with everything that, that everyone struggles with. And there'll be times we'll be like, oh, so-and-so didn't do this or so-and-so. And, and there'll be times that Angel will be like, well, honestly, though, that's because of us. That's our fault. A hundred percent. It's like the slap of reality, but then all of a sudden you look at yourself and you start evolving, you start changing and you take ownership versus just playing the blame game, which is a, a net loss for, for everyone. So our oh, first I challenge on this show. What's the first challenge? Our very, our very first challenge on this show. One full day. You can't complain. You can't blame. And at the moment that you feel like you're going to, even if you get cut off in traffic, you have to ask yourself. Why are you at fault? And the answer cannot be, I'm not at fault. So talking about elevating your standards, that's one way to start is just with extreme ownership. And it takes away all of the excuses of market, price, customers, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes with everything, man. Like even, even again, I, I keep going, I'm recently married. So I was reading like a book on masculine energy and, and all this stuff, right? And it, it, it even says there like, Oh yeah, you might think that your wife just happens to be retracting or she just wants to pick up a book or she just wants to start doing and you're thinking that it's just her changing and you're just there to support her. But what if what if you led her that way? It literally says right there, like what if that what what if I told you you're the cause of that? And when you take accountability into that, then it makes you look at your relationship different. Same with business, right? Like you and I have both tried to pin it on anybody on somebody else and and on each other and then sometimes it's like it doesn't really matter but if i take up ownership of everything that's happening then i have no choice but to also take ownership of, of the solution right like now it's up to me to fix it that's why one of my favorite quotes if it's meant to be it's up to me right and of course god god has a bigger master plan but but if god wants you to follow a specific plan and you, know, you just do what's in front of you then you'll get to that next plan right I mean, I'll be honest, I'm super excited. Um, I'll, I'll shift a little bit here, but do that challenge that James told you. If you get home and your kids are overdoing it and, and you guys are having a weird dinner, just be like, if this was my fault, what did I do and what could I do better? How can I improve the situation? Don't complain, right? Don't complain. Like today, literally, as I was hitting the work, my car literally didn't start. And for a second there, I was like, I got angry. And then I was like, all right, well, what can I do? Well, just take an Uber. I can afford to take an Uber. So I grabbed, took an Uber. Cool. What can I do after that? I can get somebody to check out the car, get a jump start. Cool. What after that? 
I should probably go get a quote on a new battery or take it to the mechanic and figure it out before I get caught with it. Cool. What after that? Well, there's really nothing else I can do, so I'm going to enjoy my day with my with my wife and work and work out. Cool. So Right? So when it could have you... turned into something so much bigger, but it's like, if this was my fault, then I have to fix it, right? And in order to fix it, I just take an over. That fixes the immediate so uh, problem right there and then. What what you did there, man, is, and this is something I, I'm recently learning. If you guys don't know who Ryan Holiday is, seriously follow the guy. He's an awesome author. But he talks about objective thinking and perspective thinking. And I, I it hit me like a rock. All my life, I have viewed my thinking through my perspective, which we all do naturally, right? We and, and perspective does help us. There's times that we have to put our perspective and our perception on things that helps us assume and gives us foresight. It's so it is a benefit. But so much of us we rely in just perspective thinking to where, oh, this happened, so this must be true. When if we look at it objectively like you do with your car, like, okay, there's nothing I can do about it. What my car is not working. What do I do now? Oh, I get an Uber. Okay, I get the Uber. I get to work. I'm at work. I respond to my first email. You're just looking at it objectively and you were probably able to get yourself in a better mindset versus, oh man, this always happens to me. This always happens at the worst time. I don't need this in my life right now. That's just your perspective. Now, yeah, it, can, it doesn't make make it less suck, if you will, but objectively, it still is what it is. And what's the next thing you're doing to overcome that? And then you realize your perspective actually changes. It elevates when you look at things objectively first. And then you use perception when you need to. Yeah, that's so good. Objective thinking. I think like, um, I think there's a book like Turning Pro. Or I think Michael Burt says this a lot. If you haven't checked him out, check him out. He says some good stuff of like, uh, professionals don't depend on feelings or don't use feelings. I think it's true, man. I'm not, and I, again, emotions versus feelings are different, right? Just around the same page. I won't go into that, but like you don't allow how you feel to make, help you make decisions. Like you start first with logic and objectives. And I think like when you make decisions emotionally, it's because you actually don't know what the objective is, right? And so, like, even if I think with my, again, I'll go back to wife, I'll go back to even fitness, for example, even like fitness. If I don't have a clear objective, I will depend 1000% on how my body feels and how my mind feels. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry, my triceps, therefore, that means I shouldn't do tricep. Oh, I feel tired, therefore, that should probably mean I did work out too hard. But if my objective is to compete X, Y, and Z to do X, to do this, to get this specific body, like if you have a specific objective or if my objective is to become whatever, a professional in this, again, I'm just using random, like in workouts, like when I go to CrossFit, my objective when I was there is learn every single exercise and get strong. That's it. So anytime someone tells me anything, I'm not going to say anything. If they tell me to work out five times a day, yes, sir doesn't matter how I feel because my emotions don't matter here. I have one objective and that's to learn every exercise and get strong. Are my feelings going to help me learn exercise or get strong? No. One thousand percent of it. Like, no, I just show up. Like, dude, it's crazy. I'll go to some workouts and my knees are literally about to like give out. I start making excuses in my head. 
but I have no choice because there's someone right behind me training me and showing me and making me do it, right? So um, same thing in business, same thing in life, um, same thing with, with your with your partner. Like, what is the objective right now? Is it just to make the marriage survive? Is it to improve sexual activity? Is it to get healthier because one of you ended up going to the doctor? Is it like, what's the current objective of your marriage? Because you can't just say we're going to, you know, it's crazy. Uh, I'm going on a tangent here, but you know, it's crazy. We always say like, oh, we're going to be together forever till death do us part. What are the milestones in between? Is it just time? Like I've noticed actually yeah, that yeah, most milestones question, are dude. just times, bro. Like, dude, oh, no doubt, years. man. How long y'all been married? Or tell why do you love your marriage? Well, we've been together 65 years. I don't know what that means anymore. It's like time is just objective, really? Like what if someone's married yeah. for 20 years but has an average marriage and somebody else is married 15 years and they just go freaking run through walls together? So like that's been making me think in my relationship, what's our season? What are, what's our objective here uh, with with my wife and I? Right? Is it fun? So, is it marriage? Is it love? Is it is it is it money? Is it is it peace? Is it communication? Financial communication? Is it like what is it? What are we doing? Travel? I don't know. Yeah, I love that, man. Man, that's a really great point. Is the objective, especially in marriage or maybe even in business, just time? Are you just doing time? I heard a really good quote this morning actually from Tony Robbins. He said, Leaders anticipate, losers react. And mm. he actually talked exactly like that. Are you just reacting to your day? And he literally says, just doing time. Are you just reacting and doing time? Or are you anticipating? And based on those anticipations, are you making moves that will serve what you're anticipating? And your anticipation can be wrong, right? So like, and Man, that's really interesting. I but, also, but the only, I, dude, what you just said right there, the anticipation, the only way to anticipate something is by knowing what game you're playing and the objective. Exactly, to knowing win the, the objective. Game. Yeah, yeah what's, being how, clear. How do it. I even win the game? So, like, it's even in business, you're right. Some people do it based on time, some people doing based on profit. Some people make base it off employee size, some people base it off, but the game of, of businesses is um, profit revenue and profit so like every time you make a decision it's like can this lead me doesn't doesn't mean you need to increase profit at that moment right there and then that's i think where where people get stuck they kind of look at the games again marriage same thing everything friendships family business partners you they look at the game but they look at at the game as if they were like a little pigeon you know like have you ever seen a pigeon eat it just eats, I think, like what's right in front of them. It doesn't, the, I don't even know, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. pigeons yeah, yeah. can look up, right? They just look down and whatever finds them right in front. But if you look like a, at an eagle looking, if you looked at things like an eagle did, right? An eagle can see everything. It can literally see thousands of fish in the in the lake or, and it, it just chooses not to hunt all of them, right? It's like paying very clear attention. Yep, picks one, knows when it's going to happen. He already realized the miles per hour that he's gonna go down. He's really a rock and roll, and so like, that's a different, that's a uh, a different one. So, you know. Anyways, dude, let me let me let me uh, let me mess you up a, a little bit more here. Please so, do. based on my <laughs> my learnings this morning from the great Tony Robbins, and just so everyone listens here, I love Tony Robbins, but I, I'm not like a Tony Robbins like guy like there's like some like yeah, yeah. avid followers but like I, I, he's got substance i 
honestly, I'd probably like to be a Tony Robbins avid guy, but I'm not, but that's who I was studying this morning. He talked about, you had mentioned seasons. I know we had Nicholas Barley on this show. Uh, he talked about how business comes in seasons. Your life comes in season. T- Tony Robbins broke it down so damn good this morning uh, when it comes to seasons. And I encourage everyone to ask what season you're in. So like back in the day, we were hunters and gatherers. We would just like hunt stuff and gather food and it was survival mode. And then we realized, oh, you can plant seeds in the spring and they they grow or you can plant seeds in and early spring they grow in the summer you eat in the fall you have enough throughout the winter and you do it again that's when we started building communities so he said look at your life as seasons so like basically zero to like let's say 24 it's it's springtime everything happens easily things are growing mm-hmm. like you're learning like it's just organic right 25 to like i think he said like 42 or something 40, yeah that's that that's summer that's when uh things are hot but you know what's what and you're really having to like work and thrive but that's like your thrive time and then 40 to 65 is your fall that's where all of a sudden you start to become a mentor your life is really full and you are preparing to give back for the last part of your life which is winter right so 65 hopefully to 105 or 65 to 85 whatever that last chapter of your life is that's where now you have given so much and you've done so much now you're giving back but now people are taking care of you the seasons and the cycle and the world is taking care of you so it's interesting what season of life are you in like i'm technically in summertime so am i working like it's summertime so i can have a better next season from 40 to 65. um it's it's an interesting concept man that just yeah, really no, you I, mentioned I seasons, seasons that triggered me yeah no 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 see the, and you're right bro see like, understanding seasonalities um is important both in personal and in business and i think uh, yeah yeah they're like it's so funny because people are like, dude, just take a break sometimes or just, and I'm like, I don't, that's not the season that I'm in personally, right? That's not, and I'm not going to be the guy that retires at 65 and, and then enjoys life or at 55, like I'm done, I'm done earlier. You know what I mean? But that's why right <laughs> now we have to, yeah, like we're, we're planting our seeds right now. We're planting at our 65, seeds. At 65, right I'm not doing shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bro, you know, even like at 45, I better be freaking very well set where I don't have to worry about anything and just have uh not that I'm not having fun right now I'm having a lot of fun I think like even though we're hustling even though we're working hard you still gotta enjoy life but again don't forget and I know we're coming into 30 minutes here so we'll wrap it up but I guess the last thing we want to I live I want to leave you with is one come to our event cleaning profits 2.0 the statement honestly ask yourself like what statement have you made this year what what you're you're making a statement whether you think about it or not you're making a statement about your body about your partners about life about your gratitude about how much you complain like there's a statement is made daily from you whether you realize it or not right and so my question is look internally really look internally look at your life close your eyes and figure out where you're at and ask yourself what actual statement am i making this year and if you don't know what that statement is or if you're being fully transparent and going, damn, dude, like I haven't actually done something worth it, 
this year, which is fine. It happens. I've been there. Then get yourself to the event because we are going to bring that out of you. And you're gonna come in, and when we talk about transformational, I don't, I don't say it just with like, woo. It's gonna be some strategic stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna break the mold. We're gonna break your brain. We're gonna break your beliefs that you have in certain things in business, and we're gonna reshape them up, rewire them, and bring out a better version of you. So, make sure you stay with us here in the podcast. Make sure you join us because we're making a statement, and yeah, the reason shake, we're making wanna, it is because hands. you're gonna make one. You yeah, know? totally, man. I want to shake hands with you guys listening. And if I'm lucky enough, I want to give you guys a hug at the end of the day. And this break isn't just like together. Yeah. Break some bread together. That's man. The last event was so remarkable. The relationships and the community that came from it this year, I believe it's going to be that times two. And if you're listening to this and maybe you're thinking about if you've had one small little thought, should I go to this event? Um, Obviously, I'm biased, but I would say, what are you doing to invest in yourself that's going to better not just your business, but your surroundings? Like what was one of the coolest things about the event is we're like coming out like six, seven, eight months out of it. And I know people that met at that event uh, in Denver and they're doing business together. They're subcontracting across the country. They're throwing each other leads, referrals, like literally as of this week that has happened. And they're going to work together, right? Exactly, man. And then they're going to come back at event two, fired up, powered up. And like, it's not just about you learning. It's also about, again, how can we pour onto you? How can you pour onto others? There's something that you have that can benefit someone there. And I don't know who that is. I don't know what that is, but I guarantee you, like everyone's your teacher. You have the chance to also serve someone too. So absolutely, cleaning profits 2.0, man. I, I want to see everyone there. I want to shake hands with you. I want to give you a hug and and let's make that happen. Yeah, make sure you join us. And one one other thing to show share here. Um, when, when was the last time you you were served? Right, like I think that sometimes we all just, you know, a lot of you are CEOs. A lot of you guys got your teams. A lot of you lead the house. Uh, a lot of you are the ones that pay the bills. A lot of you are the ones that well have said. to make the tough decisions. I was I uh, sent a voice message to a guy, and I'm like, bro, you're always like the keynote speaker. You're always emceeing. You're always like running the company. Like I always see you doing it. I was like, when was the last time you actually paid to not do that? Like when did you invest in yourself? And I'm not talking about a spa. What if you could just let somebody else grab you, mold you, inspire you, change you, help you transform without putting it all on your shoulders. I think that's not talked about enough. Like when I joined Masterminds is because I didn't have to think. I knew that come that date, my life was going to my life was going to get this momentum, this shift, this fire totally. without me having to put in that work. Now I actually have to execute what what, what they taught me, but I knew I was going to go somewhere where somebody was going to pour onto me, multiple people were going to pour onto me so well that I finally could relax and just get poured on. In this world now, there's people that, like, we always have to be on the move. And yes, I agree. And you always have to be working. But that's ex- there's a reason community is crucial to people like you making the tough decisions, wanting to grow. And like, again, you already broke off of the regular norm of just doing the bare minimum. Most of you listening to this, you guys are already doing more than you should. You guys are overdoing it. 
you guys are you guys have a clear vision and you guys have been called to do something great if you've been called to do something great then let god put those war buddies around you generals guides mentors and inclining prophets let us just pour onto you so much invest in yourself to not think on how to do something instead let us show you how to do it let us help you find a newer version of yourself let us bring you bigger companies that are going to save you years and that way you can just come in and be served let us serve you and we're going to serve you to our best of our ability hands down so make sure you get yourself there and we'll see you at clean profits 2.0 and stay tuned for all the profitable cleaner podcasts man james thanks for being here bro super excited to keep on this journey into another 92 episodes before our our uh, next next rebrand i guess right another 92 episodes yeah. though not, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that in 92 plus episodes, but thank you, Angel, and thank you guys for rocking with us and continuing to rock with us. If you guys found value in this, definitely reach out to us, uh, leave a comment on the YouTube video. Uh, if you guys really found value in this, the best thing you can do is leave us a review or follow us on Spotify, but leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, obviously, all the links below is how you can get in touch with us. Um, and we, we love to hear from you. So just like, like we, we, you guys feed off of us. I, I hear that. It's so cool hearing you guys say, Oh, I was listening to your podcast when I was in this building last week. We feed off of that. So cool. if you guys, yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend, man, if you found value in this and, uh, yeah, let's keep rocking it. And I, I can't wait for what's in store and I can't wait to hug you guys listening come September 12th through the 14th. Let's make that happen. Boom. Let's do it. Let's do it. Thank you so much, bro. Thanks, man.